pray a Hail Mary. Come, Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So what are you going to do? How many times have your parents, your siblings, your friends, your professors, everyone asked you, you're graduating, what are you going to do? It's an important question. But a more important question is who will you become? The question of, of what will you do is important. But the more important question is who will you become? You were created by God to be a saint. There's, there's not a question around that. It's like, did the Lord create this for me? That's the simple fact. All of you were made to be saints. To be a particular manifestation of, of Jesus Christ, of his image in this world. And from the beginning of time, the Lord foresaw and knew how he would create you. As Psalm 139 says, how he would knit you in your mother's womb. And he knew the context of the culture that you would be born in and the family and, and history and, and all the things. And what he did is when he created you, that he wanted to manifest his love, his grace, his healing, his mercy, his truth, his power, his courage in a unique way, in an unrepeatable way, so that people would come into contact with you and experience that particular manifestation of who the Lord is. So if you're asking yourself the question, like, okay, what am I going to do? What's going on? Like, I don't know. And the question really is, who will you become? And we might think of this, and, and maybe the folks in the pews are thinking this as well, too. Like, oh, my gosh, like, a saint? Manifest the Lord's glory in a particular way? Like, no pressure. All right? No pressure. And that can feel heavy. Like, oh, the S word, Father, come on. Don't say that. Don't say that to me. It can feel really heavy. But it only feels heavy when we look at it under our own power and under our own strength. That it is God that desires this. It is God what has created you for. And so, it, and then it doesn't happen like this. It's like, hey, look, I made you to be a saint. Like, good luck with that. Right? If you know me well enough, you know that I say luck doesn't exist, right? Only grace. And that's what the Lord gives. So in this, this movement towards, in this, what the Lord has created you for, your vocation to be a saint, is one that he supplies the fullness of grace for. So it's really not so much you doing it as it is you cooperating with the Lord's grace. You can think of the image like a boat. You have to get across this massive sea in some sense. You're like, okay, well, I got this huge boat and a little bitty, like, P-Row paddle. Like, uh, please help. I'm going backwards. 
But really our cooperation in a sense, okay, Lord, like I'm in this boat and it's a sailboat and there's a huge sail. And so what you desire from me is to lift the sail. To lift the sail. So that the wind and the power of the Holy Spirit is the one who drives the ship, is the one who moves, right? And it's just us, like you sit there, you don't pick the sail up, then we're not going anywhere. We're adrift. But if you lift the sail then it's that movement and the power of the Holy Spirit that begins to really take charge of our life. And so how do I lift that sail? I, I do this first and foremost through prayer. Like it's just the simple things. It's ultimately not very complicated. That I show up every single day and spend time with the Lord, that the Lord might communicate his grace his love and his mercy to me and that I might respond in a particular way to the Lord and being faithful to that. My own personal prayer, and it has to be a discipline because our prayer is not just only when it feels good or only when it's nice, or only, but like every day showing up and letting the Lord move. Whether we are aware of it or not, the Lord is always moving. And then the, the ultimate prayer, the holy sacrifice of the mass, like rooting your life around the Eucharist. That this is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Like make that your anchor. Because all is contained in the Lord, in the Eucharist. And staying in a state of grace and going to confession regularly, especially we fall into serious sin and coming to the Holy Eucharist, spending that, our time in prayer, like that's huge. And then what are ways, what are ways that I need to grow in virtue? Because we think about this like, okay, again, what am I going to do that's good? Am I going to be, uh, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be in public relations, I'm going to be a teacher, awesome. But what's more important is what type of teacher are you going to be? What type of public, public relations person are you going to be? What type of business person are you going to be? Are we going to be ones that are self-centered and self-seeking, or are we going to want to be humble and generous? This, this growing in the life of virtue. Like where, Lord, where are the areas in my life that I struggle more? If I struggle more with lust, then Lord, help me to grow in chastity. If I struggle more with selfishness, help me to grow in generosity and do practical things for that. You're not on my own power, but, but cooperating with grace so that the Lord is molding me and forming you and transforming you into the saint that he has called you to be. And the last thing, I'm just, I mean, we can name a million things. I'm just going to name three. First is prayer. Second is pursuing virtue, particularly the opposing virtue to whatever unique struggle that I have in my life. But the third thing, and I've mentioned this at every single one of these baccalaureate masses that we've had, do not be afraid of commitment. It's a little bit of a cultural disease that we have right now that we're afraid of commitment. We want to keep our options open. We want to have all our options open all the time. And at times, that's really good. And you don't want to just jump into any commitment without really kind of thinking about it. And there are different levels of commitment. But don't be afraid of it. 
And just because something begins to get hard doesn't mean you made the wrong decision. That can happen, right? Choose something, this is what I want to do, this is going to be fun, it's going to be great. I have this, this idealized version of it. And to, to have an idealized version of something is not a bad thing. And it's a, it can inspire us sometimes to want to move and to want to go. So it's, it's beautiful. Like, don't not think that, okay, that's bad. Like, yes, like, let's move in that. But I also need to understand that when I step into it, there will be challenges. Anything worth pursuing will have difficulty in it. Anything worth living will have difficulty in it. And when we're in the difficulty, the temptation begins to come like, oh, my gosh, I made the wrong decision. Oh, my gosh, the Lord's not with me. Oh, I need to do something else. I'm like, okay, let's just pump the brakes. Make sure I'm praying. Make sure I'm talking to a mentor, someone who's been through this, walked through these things. And wait, like, hey, maybe, maybe there will be time to make a decision to change a job or to move to a different city or something. But you need to wait for peace, deep confirmation, and don't be afraid of commitment. Because what commitment begins to do is when we're committed, and make sure you're committed to the right things, right? So we need to discern that. When we're committed to the right things, that part of that commitment, it molds us. It makes me less selfish. It makes me less self-centered. It makes me have a stronger, like more fortitude, more courage and patience and gentleness and kindness. Like all these things, it just, it's molding me. It's molding me as I'm, as I'm entering into it. That's why people love to have one, as one of the readings at their weddings, St. Paul letter to the Corinthians. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not jealous. It's not pompous. It's not boastful. It doesn't brood over injury. Like, okay, that sounds cute. Why is he saying that? Because we can tend to be pompous and selfish and brood over injury and all the things, right? He's like, yeah, so, so love is not that. You have to willfully choose to press into it. So today... This is, the, to, to be completely honest, these moments, when you choose to come to this mass, this is one of the most edifying of the year, times of the year for me. Because you don't have to come here. You don't ha even have to show up to go get your diploma either, right? But a lot of folks do, and it's fantastic, and it's good. But you're coming here to say that, Lord, in this transition moment, I want to come before you. I want to root this transition in the rest of my life in the Holy Eucharist. And to me, that means so much. It means that you do understand that the question about what you will do is important, but the more, in question, the more important question is, who will you become? So as you go forward, I want you really to remember that question always, the, the difference that what I am doing is not nearly important as who I, am, who I am becoming in Christ. And that the Lord doesn't set us out at sea in the boat with just a little paddle that we're trying to get across the, the Pacific on our own. But he's just asking, hey, like, pick up the sail. Spend time with me in prayer. 
Let's actively pursue a particular virtue. And let's, let's press into the commitments that we've discerned well and not be afraid when the difficulty arises. And then you will set sail for sanctity. And then what will happen is that people will come to know God's power, glory, beauty, goodness, mercy, healing, joy, love, and salvation because they met you. What does it profit for a person to gain the whole world and lose their soul? Eternal separation from God. That's what it profits. <laughs> but the Lord is offering us a free gift. Free gift. Cooperating with him to become saints and to bring other people along the path. So pursue excellence in whatever you do. And I hope you win so many awards and like one of you is the first rocking Catholic president that we've ever had and like we're killing it. It's awesome. Cure cancer, you know, colonize the moon, whatever, like all the things. That's all awesome. But more important than all of that is be the saint to whom the Lord has called you to be. And it's really his grace and mercy that's primary in that. So trust him. Trust the one who offered his life for you. Trust the one who you will receive today, body, blood, soul of the divinity, in the most holy Eucharist. So what you're going to do now, you're going to pray, you're going to pursue virtue, you're going to press and not be afraid of commitment, and the Lord's going to make you a saint. Be not afraid. It is a beautiful, joyful journey, and I'm proud of you. And we're in this together.